There we yeah, go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I hear you loud and clear. Perfect. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. How are you? I'm very good. Uh, I just put my son to my my middle son to bed like five minutes ago, so I didn't have really time to set up and prepare <laughs> yeah. it all all well as I was hoping for. Yeah, but that's yeah. okay, I guess. That's okay. That's that's the way life is. Yeah. Uh, I just uh, I just put our two kids to bed, uh, and uh, they were. Uh, the the one and only time that they both wanted to sleep with Papa was today. <laughs> so uh, I came down about five minutes ago as well. Yeah, so yeah. Okay. Same, yeah. <laughs> same situation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you told me about your cold, but you do, it doesn't sound that bad. How are you? No, I'm all right. It's just, it's just, uh, it's just in here. Um, I actually, uh, yeah, I took uh, three or four days off last week uh, training, and uh, I've kind of got back into it. But every time I kind of do like an interval session. Mm -hmm. uh, my nose fills up <laughs> oh man yeah so, those uh, those interval yeah. sessions they are important i've understood <laughs> well they're, they're important for the I, I think at the moment it's that i've got nothing really to train for so it's it's actually just like a, a kind of like energy release right um you know what it's like with work and then you've got two kids it's not like you can go out every day for like two three hours Exactly. So, I had the you know, same wanna, thing going today, yeah, actually. I did yeah. the same thing. I had to, yeah, energy release, as you say, lunchtime, intervals, yeah. 45 minutes ish, and boom, 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 boom. Yeah, yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah I did. I, I, I went for a run yesterday and did uh, uh, the old, um, yeah, one of, the, one of the sort of workouts that, that always works for me is uh, like X times three minutes. Uh -huh. So whatever, whatever you can fit in lunch, right? And three minutes, if you're going fast, it's around about eight min, uh, 800 meters. If you're going slow, it's it's around 700 meters. Uh, so with the GPS not being exactly spot on, three minutes is, is kind of a little bit better than uh, worrying too much about um, about the actual distance. And uh, yeah, I, I went and did that yesterday and I woke up this morning, I was like, oh, here comes the cold again. <laughs> that's that's pretty smart, actually. I need to I need to take that into consideration next time because I'm always looking at the amount of kilometers that I can do and so yeah. forth. But hey, 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 mm -hmm. hey guys. Hey, everyone that joined, uh, welcome to this live session. We are today going to talk to Sean Everett. He mm -hmm. is the CEO of Endurance Collective, but I'm gonna let you talk a little bit about yourself. But first, my name is, my name is Marcus. I, I have a gravel, yeah, kind of gravel account i would say right mm -hmm. there's all you guys joining me <laughs> you know what i what kind of content i produce and mainly gravel focused but the idea with this series now of, of interviewing people uh, is that i am kind of a newbie right i am not the guy that knows everything about everything so even though that you guys are very friendly and ask me a lot of questions and i try to answer them to to the best of my knowledge but that's why i i want to speak to people that can actually answer all the stupid questions that I have and maybe some other sort of questions that you have because I'm 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 a normal mid-pack rider. I'm not something special. I just do this for fun and as a hobby. So it's it's I'm, I'm like everyday joke basically. So but nonetheless, that's why it's also kind of interesting what we're going to talk about today, I think, uh, because this do not only applies to the pros what we're going to talk about today. And we're going to talk about nutrition and fueling and um, yeah. And that's why I have uh, Sean with me today. And yeah, let's 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 just uh, talk to me, Sean. Who are you, and mm. what is Endurance Collective? <laughs> uh, so, who am I? That's a very deep question. Uh, but let's keep it <laughs> let's keep it uh, sort of relevant. Um, I like to talk. 
so uh, you have to might you might have to pull me back. Uh, I'm a lifelong endurance athlete. Um, I I was pretty serious for a lot of uh, my kind of sort of younger life. Um, you know, swam as a as a, you know pretty much international level. Uh, Road uh, at national level, won a, a couple of British championships. Um, in between, played a bit of rugby and basketball. Um, and uh, yeah, found myself kind of uh, going back to my kind of swimming background. Uh, but I loved with, with rowing, you know, I, I love a lot of rowing was built in and around sort of cycling, especially in the off season. So, you know, all summers were spent basically, you know, on the bike, uh, building that aerobic engine. Um, and then with rowing, there's a significant amount of sort of power to weight. So a lot of it was, you know, lifting weights and, and you know, long uh, rowing machine sessions, which build, you know, a significant capacity uh, in your body, but also, you know, significant strength. And I found that I was, you know, pretty, pretty good at racing bikes. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say I was, I was elite, but, you know, I, I, I could do, you know, quite a lot, quite well. So, you know, in the UK, we basically have like four seasons, uh, four cycling seasons in one season, which is cyclocross, time trialing, uh, Grand Fondo, uh, crit racing, and then also um, uh, hill climbing. And basically outside of hill climbing, um, you know, I can pretty much do most of uh, the rest through the summer. And my focus was triathlon. But I used to use um, all of those events to get me sort of fit and into, you know, good condition in terms of the bike leg of triathlon. Um, I've always run um, and I've run not fast, but I've always run uh, from a kind of mental health perspective. So, you know, I, I, I swim, um, you know, significantly, but in a pool, it's quite boring because you're just going <laughs> up and down in terms of lanes and black line chasing. Um, but the running was kind of cathartic. It was that kind of uh, kind of uh, space. Um, and then when I found sort of cycling, I found that, you know, I found you know, several groups of cyclists that, you know, I could find that kind of um, kind of release. Um, and then I kind of grew up a little bit and got rid of that angry competition side. Uh, still there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've, I've been I've been riding now. Um, you know, I've been riding all my life, but effectively, um, you know, pretty much riding. Uh, whenever I'm injured from running, because I'm so old, um, I basically, uh, I, I pretty much, I'd probably say 70% of all of my training is done on the bike. Um, and then when I'm not hurt, then I'm running. Um, so it's bike and gotcha. swim and then run, bike and swim. I, I hear this a lot, right? I listen to a lot of other podcasts and stuff like that. I hear a lot of people mm -hmm. talking about that, right? How they start cycling when they get that question. Like, oh, I was hurt because I used to be a runner. And then I started cycling instead because it's more... Yeah, it's easier to get going and stuff like that. And then, then they sort of get uh, get really hooked by the cycling. That's I think that's pretty pretty often I hear that. But one thing that you said now, and I actually I I'm a newbie mm. cyclist, right? I only have been cycling for four years. Mm. And what I what I use I I hate running to be honest. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Don't don't hold that again against me. No, no. But. Uh, um, because I'm so bad at it as well. But I used to, I used to love rowing as well. I yeah. never did it. I never did it sort of in a real boat, only on the machine. And I think, yeah. and I can't remember, but I had this thing where I wanted to go 10,000 meters uh, sub 40 minutes, and yeah. I did that. Yeah. So that that was I was pretty happy about that. That was kind of an achievement for me to do that. Well, that's a that, that's a that's a pretty good score on a rowing machine. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. No, no, no. It is. It is. I mean. <laughs> 
that's the thing it's kind of like rowing cross country being those kind of ultimate um kind of capacity demand sports in terms of all of the muscles all of the energy systems um you know you get parts of cycling which are like that you get parts of running which are like that but there is something you know pretty uh pretty special um in both cross country skiing and 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 rowing yeah. and and to a degree sort of swimming as well but I think if you can go sub 40 minutes on a 10k uh, rowing machine, you, you, <laughs> you've got some capability, that's for sure. Oh, that's good. I'm yeah. happy to hear that. Uh, so, uh, guys, everyone that joined, you can also drop questions and that we can that we can ask uh, Sean uh, about uh, fueling. So please use the, the little question mark that you see there and you can tap in your question. You can use the comment field as well, but it gets lost, so it's really hard mm. to keep track. But I saw one. And I think it's because of your dialect. Someone asked you, are you from the UK or where are you right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, uh, for love, we moved to Sweden. Um, so uh, my wife uh, is um, yeah, Swedish. Um, and then, yeah, we moved to Sweden um, very late 2018. Um, so we wanted to beat Brexit, um, the self-harming uh, <laughs> British <laughs> uh, accident that was self-inflicted. Um, yeah, but basically I was born in Kenya um, oh. and I've lived in Australia, lived in Canada. Um, and oh. I would say, um, you know, my formative life is, is in the UK. 12 years, I was, you know, moved to the UK when I was 12. Um, so from 12 onwards, all of my education university and early work career has been spent in the uk and london and uh that aspect but um from my from my family background um I was born in kenya um my dad is uh, still um you know he's a multiple world champ at age group swimming um oh, wow and he used to organize the uh ironman penticton swim so you know he was he, he's you know fully part of that kind of endurance sport world um my mum she was an international swimmer my brother was an international swimmer i'm actually the only part of the family that wasn't an international swimmer i was national level uk <laughs> which is so uh, pretty darn good yeah. too huh well yeah well no it's not international no. okay. <laughs> not when you're talking to the big no, brother you have not. that benchmark <laughs> then then of course yeah 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 so uh but anyway cut long story short um i have a very mixed uh, accent um, yeah. some people think there's a little bit of australian there which there is um most people kind of get that it's not quite british english uh but what is these days yeah no one asked yeah. me where i'm from but it's because i have a pretty bad accent so uh, <laughs> i'm from sweden i'm from sweden yeah. um yeah. okay so let's get into things like what we let's get one to one of the things that mm. that's quite interesting when it comes to fueling right we we've heard about this thing called bonking mm. and there's a lot of people that that bonks and and yeah mm. maybe there's different words for it as well right uh hit that brick wall whatever mm. what what is it that happens can you can you speak to us what is it that happens with the body and, and kind of why and then we can get to how you can prevent that as well in, in after that right yeah so so I think if anybody depend, it doesn't really matter where you are in your cycling journey. Um, if you are committed to cycling and you are training relatively regular, um, you know, whether you're year one or year 20, the reality is you probably will have bonked at some stage. Um, I've bonked multiple times, um, mostly because um, I, uh, I wasn't as educated in this field as I am now. Um, and I think ultimately, very simply, um, bonking reflects that you've just run completely out of energy, like totally out of energy. 
Um, and there is, um, you know, there's a lot of talk in and around how do the Tour de France uh, cyclists go as fast as they do now? And, you know, are they kind of still on drugs and, and all that kind of, kind of conversation? I think, you know, who knows what the individuals are doing? I don't know that. Um, what I do know that in the last five years, um, seven to five, five to seven years, um, elite fueling has absolutely jumped ahead of where it was five years ago. Mm. So as an example, probably even 10 years ago, you had uh, elite cyclists, you know, riding up Mont Ventoux, um, you know, multiple day stage races, Alpe d'Huez. And they're maybe doing, if they're lucky, 60 grams of carbohydrate an hour in terms of their energy product uh, that they're using. Now, now consuming. I have to stop you because yeah. this is confusing to me because I, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not an expert. And when yeah. people start talking about carbohydrates and stuff like that, so then we need to, I also need to ask you the question, like, what is a carbohydrate and what, why does this matter? And, and yeah. why is the, that figure some, something like, what, what, where does that come yeah, from? Let's, right? Yeah, yeah. so I'll, I'll, I'll unpack that in a second. Um, but let's, let's just, just really, sort of double down on the bonking yeah. quite simply bonking is is just purely running out of energy yeah. um, and a lot of time when you see so as an example Tajay Pogacar um, last year's Tour de France where he had that one day where he was fending off the the two kind of attackers from Jumbo Visma the reality is us, he yeah. himself yeah he himself said he bonked right? yeah. and what that physically means is that you have absolutely no energy in your body now there are there are some people that understand what bonking is and the amount of energy you have in your body. So, in our fat stores, even if you're a, a really lightweight climber um, and, and you know if, if you have you know in and around ten percent of body fat, you have an almost un, unlimited unlimited amount of energy in your body in your fat stores. And this is fat that's around your organs uh, like your heart and your lungs. Um, your kidneys, but it's also fat within like in and around your stomach and, and all of the fat sort of areas that we keep fat. And, and, and that is really, really important for us from a hormone perspective, from a life perspective, from an immunity perspective, and just general life. So, you know, it's really important that we have the, those energy stores, but those energy stores come into effect when we are burning energy slowly. Yeah. Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You, okay. you can burn fat and you can burn it slowly. When you are on a bike, uh, when you are running, when you are working out and when you're working out for a significant amount of time and there is some form of intensity there, your body cannot burn that specific amount, uh, that specific energy fast enough for your muscles to use. So it then turns into, and I'm, what I'm saying is I'm saying that basically if you're not taking any carbohydrate, any sugar, any energy into your system through a drink, a gel or a bar or a banana or anything else you want to use, mm. basically you then rely on uh, a, an amount of glycogen, which is your energy stores in your muscles. Those energy stores in your muscles are limited. And um, from, a, from a kind of uh, genetic DNA perspective, those energy stores were only ever supposed to be used in a fight or flight uh, when we were cavemen and cave women. Yeah, so effectively, yeah. it's a so really it's, uh, limited amount of fuel reserve energy. kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is, and 
And so what, what, when bonking happens, it means that you've used all of the energy in your stomach, in your intestines. You've used all of the energy that's floating around in your blood from the food that you had before or, um, or, or the night before. Um, and you've used all of the available energy in your stomach, in your intestines and your blood. And then you've also used all of the available, available energy in your muscles. And, and you're painting, that, you're painting a very dark picture here, yeah. man. <laughs> well, that's, that's, uh, you know, when I bonk, I know the signs of my, uh, low energy for me is I get emotional. So I get angry on the bike. I get a little bit more annoyed with cyclists. Mm. Um, sorry, not cyclists. I get more annoyed with, with car, car drivers. drivers. Um, I begin to feel Who sad. No, well, yeah. Um, but, um, you know, I begin to feel a little bit sad. I stop talking. Um, the, the conversation that happens in my head becomes more negative. I can't do this. I can't keep this up. When, when when's the pressure going to stop when's the full gas going to stop when are we going to stop when yeah. are we going to get to a petrol station right and and those are key signs to me that i'm running low on energy ah. and then when i when i bonk i i have to stop like you literally have to stop yeah um and i i don't think bonking is bad um i don't think bonking is is, is sorry bonking is bad i think cyclists um, I think endurance athletes need to experience bonking at some stage. <laughs> yeah, because you need uh, to I learn think, to push as well, right? Like find your limits somehow. Yeah, no? you, you need to find your limits, but you also need to find the, the kind of telltale signs of, um, of, ah, of, of, what, of what bonking feels Makes like. Sense. And also, you know, when, when you bonk, you, you, you realize actually how important fueling is. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, you know, I, I've bonked multiple times. Um, I've bonked where I've come home and my wife has opened the door and said, you know, where are you? You're supposed to come two hours ago. We were, ended up being on a four or five hour ride. And, and I, you know, I'm, like, oh, I'm so <laughs> bad. I'm cycling and emotional and blah, blah, blah. And that's that's just low energy. It's low energy, yeah. and and you know, you know, the difference is there's a lot of thing in uh, a lot of sort of mythology in and around sports nutrition, and you know, a lot of pure electrolyte companies will tell you about the importance of dehydration, uh, not being dehydrated, and performance degradation with dehydration. If you don't have any energy in your system, you do not yeah. go, right? You, you you cannot go. It, it is it is that simple. So. Yeah. Being lower on energy for most uh, endurance athletes is 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 a significant barrier to mm. performance. Um, and and we work with one brand that's founded by Dr. Asker Yakindrup, who's probably you know in the top one or two of the most elite um, sports nutritionists, sports scientists on the planet. He's the head of Red Bull uh, Sports Science Institute in Vienna. Um, he uh, yeah he advises Jumbo Visma. He advises EF Pro. He's a 16-time Ironman himself. Um, he he had potentially the opportunity of going pro as a cyclist, and you know he fundamentally believes that the single biggest positive you or negative you can make on race day as an endurance athlete outside of a really good night of sleep is fuel. Yeah. It is the single thing that you can make on a day-to-day -day, uh, basis. You know, training progression takes time consistency, um, aero, blah, 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 you, you, you name it, all those things take time to actually make a difference. The single biggest thing you can do on, on, on actual race day or big training day is get your nutrition right. Um, but, but, but we meet back cyclists and newbies like myself. We go out, we, we're not prepared. Um, we, we maybe stop at some local coffee place or whatever and, and grab like coffee and a cake. Mm. Like, 
what what does that do in comparison to real fuel what how how does it compare yeah so like there's a couple of things so just right at the beginning you, you talked about like being a, a mid-pack um kind of newbie cyclist um i think you know one of the things that i'm trying to do with with, with my company is is effectively bring and simplify elite fueling to the everyday cyclist because i'm i'm not i'm I was perfect never target, target group. <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm I, i'm not an elite cyclist and i never was um, in my mind, I thought I was, but the reality is I never was. Um, and actually where I am in life now, I actually want to get more out of my passion. Mm. You know, I have a limited amount of time to train. I have a limited ability to, um, you know, get after the goal, the big goal. Um, I'm less selfish than I was before. Mm. So for me, I'm, I, I'm, uh, I, I'm I hear you. I'm right there with you. It's exactly <laughs> that's the thing like life, yeah. life balance, whatever you, people can't try to call. It. There is no such thing as life balance. I also no. heard, but, but nonetheless, no. we have limited yeah. time, so, amount of time. So it's, it's better make the best out of it. Right. Yeah. And, and I think, I think where, where we come from here is that, you know, depending on the type of session, um, uh, depending on the on on you know where you are in your training block, where you are within your goal, and also um, where you are in terms of your day, your stress, your lifestyle, everything that goes around that depends on how you would fuel, which makes it sound a lot more complicated than it really is. Mm. The reality is um, fuel intensity, fuel volume, um, and and I think those two things are, are really really key. Um, you'll hear a lot of things in terms of cyclists of, you know, the elite athletes pushing 120 grams of carbohydrate an hour. Well, that takes a lot of training. And also they have a lot of medical staff and professional coaches who are with them and they have a lot of, um, free product for, their, for themselves to actually train and get used to that level of, uh, that level of energy. The simple fact is if you're cycling for an hour. Um, and there's no intensity and you fueled really well and it's an evening ride, you may or may not actually need to fuel. If you're going quite hard and doing something fairly intense, yeah, you should probably look at fueling with a small amount of carbohydrate between, you know, maybe 10 or, or, or 30 grams. And that could literally be like uh, uh, a, a glass of orange juice or a banana or, or, or something like that. And, and the goal with that is not necessarily to fuel that single session. It's also then to fuel the next session after that, mm. because if you are within a training program or you do have a goal, fundamentally, you're not looking at, you know, you're trying to complete every single day, but you're also trying to complete the week and you're trying to complete the month. And then you're trying to complete the quarter and then you're trying to complete the half year to get to where you want to with, you know, race day, um, and what we're talking about is the the sort of balance between fueling for the day and then fueling um, in terms of consistency and progression. <laughs> but um, can you talk to yeah. me a little bit more, more the practical side of that? Yeah. Um, like how 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 do you prepare for that event? And and in comparison, maybe to how do you f like fuel that specific day of the event or or big big mm. big training session? With, <laughs> if we sort of leave out sort of the the smaller training sessions yeah, for yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we, we home in on, the, on on those things because I mean I've done a couple of events now and I'm super scared. I don't mm. I don't have time to train for it, mm. so I need someone to tell me like what what should I mm. do? Uh, yeah. So um, you know the reality here is that there is um, not the reality. The data suggests that basically you know anything up to an hour with intensity is around thirty grams of carbohydrate. Now we use 
uh, grams of carbohydrates um, because it's simpler than to work out calories. So 30 grams of carbohydrate um, is simpler to compute and to work out what you're doing, um, you know, multiple, uh, you know, wh when you're, how you're fueling yourself compared to 120 grams of calories or not 120, 120 or 160 or 320 calories per hour. Um, you know, when you're, when you're in the heat of the moment and, and you're pushing in your full gas and, you know, you're, you're looking at how, you know, you're uh, trying to understand your volume, trying to understand how much fuel you're taking in calories is quite complicated. Yeah. So, so here, what we look at is, um, I've, I've shared, uh, we'll share it, um, we'll share it after this uh, to anybody who's interested, but ASCII Aiken Drop actually has a fuel app. Um, you can QR code it. And basically what it does is it allows you to go and get, I'll a put it base. in my stories later guys. So yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So, so basically it would give you a basic on uh, a basic idea of what you would need for that, for that race day, that race goal. But effectively what you want to be looking at is for an event from uh, zero to say two yeah. hours, depending on the intensity um, and this is really key, but depending on the intensity, you want to be looking at somewhere between 30 grams to say now I'm going to, when yeah. you say intensity, is that heart rate? Is it yeah, like, uh, yeah. no, it's either power. It, it's, it's a heart. Basically you're not talking. Right? Uh, okay. 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 <laughs> right. So, 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 so if, if, if you're looking at intensity at that level, yeah. um, you know, you're, you're, or maybe you are talking, but it's very limited. Mm -hmm. It's very, you know, you, you've got to hold your breath. You've got to, you, you you're not you're not nose breathing. I know you're not I mean, relaxed. I, I've been yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you you know you're looking at your watch. You're looking at drafting. You're looking at making yourself as efficient as possible because because you, you're in the moment and and it's quite intense. So mm -hmm. it would be let's say let's say you go out for a I don't know a ninety minute ride and you've got say uh, three by twenty minute uh, intervals or you know like ten by five minutes or you know you're doing your 4020s and you're doing three blocks of 4020s you know that's a significant amount of intensity so anywhere within that space is in the region of 30 grams of carbohydrate and say 60 to, to, to maybe 90 depending on how well you tolerate carbohydrate yeah then because what is the risk you get, if you yeah. if you take a little bit too much just to mention that as well yeah what can yeah, happen yeah. And if you, if, because uh, you, you, you told me once, like you need to train to take in that amount of carbohydrates, right? You need to, you need yeah. to sort of your, you need to exercise your stomach, basically your bowel. Yeah, what happens yeah, if you do. doesn't? So, um, so there, there seems to be a lot of evidence that most people, and I'm saying most people, cause every, we have to caveat all of this with, with your personal response. Mm -hmm. So this is why it's really important to train and to um, test your own sort of limits and, and, and where you are and, and what you need from a fueling perspective. But the reality is that um, what you're looking at is you're looking at a period of time mm -hmm. to train your stomach to be able to hold a, a significant amount of carbohydrate. Now, when I'm saying carbohydrate, I'm talking about sugar, Yeah. right? Um, that, now let's leave out the that is the best sort, more or less the best source right yeah or... yeah some some form of uh well it's carbohydrate but some form of like yeah. sugar basically yeah. um and and effectively it looks like most athletes can very easily absorb 30 grams of carbohydrate okay most athletes can absorb how much is it easy. there like in to get a little bit of perspective how much is it in a banana 
Uh, well, last time I looked at banana, actually, I can't remember last time I looked at banana. <laughs> <laughs> I can I, I can go and uh, I can go and look at it now. Um, I gave up uh, uh, fueling with um, with uh, with bananas. I was trying uh, to get to that point because I was yeah. if we could do the the simple math of like how many bananas do you need to carry with you in order to sort of co to cover what 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 uh, uh, to fuel yourself properly? Twenty three grams on on average. On average, uh, uh, wow, on I'm average surprised. banana has about 23 grams of carbohydrates. Still, there's a lot of bananas um, you carry in your back pockets if you want to go out for, a, for like a Saturday long ride. Yeah, the other thing you have to understand with a banana, and, and this is why I kind of, uh, um, you know, I, I, low intensity rides, I do, I do feel with bananas because I think, you know, th there, is, there is an absolute important need for us to have like good, few, yeah. good food, right? So, um, you know, the reality is, um, I don't eat gels 24 seven. Um, basically, you know, I, I do balance things out, but yeah, if, if you're looking at that sort of, you know, two hour mark, you're looking at between 30 and 60 grams of carbohydrate, and that should be fairly easy for most people to get to. There will be some people who can't get to 60. Yeah. Absolutely fine. You know, there's nothing wrong with you. It's just most people can get to 60. Um, and that's probably because the amount of sugar that we we generally eat in our daily lives now with processed food and, you know, other things and, and families and kids and ice cream and stuff like that. But if you're really looking from a performance fueling perspective, you are looking at going above 60 grams of carbohydrate. And so now, takes... um, now I have one of these. You gave them yep. to me and I like yeah, yeah. them. Um, yep. But what is what is the benefits really instead of like carrying all those bananas what, what why why should yeah, i do stuff like yeah, the, this yeah the benefit of something like that is 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 the people behind never second and, and the, uh, you know a lot of people behind energy brands they they're they're looking at what our body really wants and really needs and uh, you know we can talk about the merits of carbohydrate for sedentary people and you know health and and office workers and things like that but if you move and you train carbohydrate is absolutely what your body wants and yeah. carbohydrate is what your body needs so from a from an athletic perspective from a fueling perspective from a performance perspective um carbohydrate is really really important and those products the gels the bars the drink mixes they not only give you a readily available fast source of carbohydrate but to fuel you in almost in the moment, mm. they also um, deliver some other minerals, which also help your body's efficiency and performance when you're working at intensity. So a gel is, I mean, there, there's a lot of people, I remember the first time I took a gel. Um, so it's more, it's more than a, like a liquid Haribo, because a lot of people yeah. <laughs> eat Haribos as well, right? It's well, more than that. Yeah, but but it, it's okay. So so those products are more scientific. So in those products, yeah. you're looking at two to one carbohydrate, right? And I don't want to go too deep into this, but basically, two to one carbohydrate. You know, a, a lot of that is in the marketing of these products. But effectively, what that means, you're combining two types of carbohydrate, which means you have fast carbohydrate and sustained carbohydrate. So you're going to have one source, uh, one source of sugar, which is going into your body quickly and another source of sugar, which is burning into your body a little bit slower. Mm -hmm. So you, you, you get a, you get a quick energy hit and then you also have a sustained energy hit, but also the other science behind two to one fueling, which is, um, you know, it was pioneered by uh, ASCII Aiken drop from never second. Basically, um, it, by combining two types of carbohydrate, you also increase the tolerability within your stomach 
And so you also have a slightly, um, you decrease the opportunity for an upset stomach. Um, and and right. what that means, yeah, so, so you, 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 you basically have an ability to in increase the amount of, um, yeah, to increase the amount of carbohydrate that your body can actually take and, and accept in its stomach. So, you know, to get, um, so a never second gel has 30 grams of carbohydrate per gel. You know, you're looking at three bananas minimum, three and a half bananas, maybe four, close to four, depending on the size of the banana. Um, <laughs> you I, need I, to take that into consideration too. <laughs> today, go, go, go and eat four bananas in an hour. Um, yeah. And, and uh, you know, that's, that, that's, that's, you know, interesting and, and difficult. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think my well, stomach, I would need to go to the men's room a couple of times as well, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 so these, these types of products, um, so, so they're, they're very much aimed at in that moment kind of fueling. Um, and, and, and they're very much developed um, to, to increase and, and support performance, not increase performance. That's, that's up to you. But they're, they're very much developed to um, support your performance. Um, as I said, carbohydrate in the wider world has a very bad name and, you know, it's how humans use carbohydrate and, and then don't move or we overprocess our food. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember when I was growing up, like uh, people were sort of, when you wanted to, to um, go on a diet, you were supposed to cut yeah. the carbohydrates and stuff like that. But I, I yeah. Yeah, but there's, there's, let's touch on that really quickly because part of cycling and the newbie cycling, they'll hear a lot about power to weight. Yeah. The reality is that you know um, um, I, we, when I talk to um, when I when I talk to everyday athletes and they talk about weight, you know we need to reframe weight because actually the most important thing uh, an everyday athlete and non-elite athlete can do is actually work on their power. Right? Yeah. You focus on your power. You focus on the volume and the intensity, and your weight will naturally come to a a, a, a balance which is healthy for you. You also have to understand you have a winter weight and you have a summer weight, right? <laughs> that's basically, yeah. that, that's all, that's, you know, most humans have that capability of moving mm. within that weight. Focusing just on your fat and just focusing on your weight is really unhealthy. Yeah. Focus on developing your power, focus on developing your engine, focus on developing the intensity, the VO2 side, as well as your zone two endurance. So focus on building the endurance, focus on, 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 you know, fo um, on the VO2 uh, or increasing your capacity. Then when you're then worried about weight, then you look at weight and you do things like um, a positive calorie deficit. Mm. So anybody who's going on a diet, you know, there's a reason why most people fall off diets within two weeks because it's, it's going against our DNA. It's going yeah. against um, how we used to run away from dinosaurs and, and, and protect ourselves and, and, and things. It's really, really important that we do ma maintain some weight and we do have fat stores. Mm -hmm. It's, it's critical. Yep. Um, so, so the way we look at it and the way that I talk about, uh, I talk about this is that go, go into, in terms of diet, go into a positive calorie deficit, which means that you do eat less, um, eat less calories than you burn but you don't try and cut your calories. You try and increase the amount of calories you use. Then that is you do that over a long period of time. Yeah. Right. So if, if you're a cyclist, and you're looking to cut weight. You don't, it's very unhealthy to cut weight within two, three, four weeks. It's, 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 it's unhealthy. And it, I don't think it makes mm. people happy. If you're looking to cut weight, then you cut weight over six months. Um, and if you're looking to cut weight, well, as I said, start with power, start with volume, start with intensity, then do a positive calorie deficit. And then you then will come to a natural weight. 
And then if you really need to push on a little bit more, of course, that was going to have some kind of um, discipline around that, um, you know, uh, you know, lose the wine, lose the beer, lose yeah. the Haribo, uh, lose the processed bread. But the reality is, you know, diets pretty difficult, eat really healthily. Um, but, you know, calorie deficit diets are really difficult. Um, I think calorie deficit diets for endurance athletes are, are, are really difficult and potentially um, uh, potentially uh, harmful in terms of immunity, progression, yeah. consistency. Um, and, and I think ultimately that's, that, that's focusing what is going to improve your performance. And then weight is, a you know, in your pecking order, it should be, you know, it shouldn't be in your top 10 really. I'm, I'm, um, I'm you know. blown away, Sean. I did not expect <laughs> that our discussion was going to take this turn and you were going to talk about this in this kind of way. And it just enlightens me, honestly, to be, I mean, I'm, maybe dna wise luckily like lucky that i don't need to sort of fight weight in that sense mm. i would of course like to have more power who doesn't yeah but to really put that perspective on things that don't focus on that but to focus on your power and then th those things will come and, and the, the the whole balance of well, what did you call it again you call it positive no yeah positive, positive, positive calorie deficit yeah, which means exactly. you, burn, you, 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 it's you amazing. burn more through exercise and movement than yeah. you do in terms of cutting your calories. Yeah. So let's, let's say for an average man, you're, you know, the old, uh, you know, equation is 200, uh, 2,500 calories. Okay. 2,500 calories. Brilliant. But let's say you're burning a thousand calories a day. Let's do 1,200 yeah. calories. Right. Um, so you still feel that you're eating the same, uh, you know, you're still eating the same. Um, but again, it's one of those things. Um, it's one of those programs that you look at at the very end of everything else. So get to your power, um, uh, get, get to your power goal, get to your volume goal, get to your intensity goal, get to your sleep goal, mm. right? Do all of those things first, eat really well, eat a balanced diet, eat the rainbow, fuel your intensity training, fuel your volume training. Those things comes first and then you look at your kind of weight i'm, I'm um, getting goosebumps this is i love it i love it I yeah love it. this and, is and so so is good for, for, yeah but we, we, we need to you know we, when, spread the gospel we do and, and and i think the big thing this is about longevity you know yeah. when, when i talked at the beginning about you know bringing elite fueling into uh, elite fueling concepts and products into every to towards everyday athletes the focus here is that you know it's like when i look at myself it's for me to get more out of my passion exactly um I would love to stand in a mirror and have, um, I would love to stand in a mirror and have a six pack, but I also want to have the ability to, to go out, you know, and, and train as much mm. as I can, um, when I can, and also have the ability to, you know, plug back into the family. Yeah. Um, I want to, I, I know, you know, I know that, you know, fundamentally I, I could, I could be a hell of a lot lighter if I wanted to, but I also want to enjoy what mm. I do. Um, and, and I also want to be happy. Um, and, and for me, yeah, if, if I get my power right and I get my VO2 max, uh, right. And I, I really work on that side. Um, and I train for, and I fuel consistency. Um, I mean, we use this terminology called fuel the demand. So basically what is the demand of your event? What is the demand of your training fuel that, and then everything else will take care of itself. Yeah. Um, and, and if you kind of look at that, um, and, and that's what the elites do, the, the elites, you know, there's, we, we, you can go on YouTube, you can see however, how many rowing 
Olympic athletes, how many cycling Olympic athletes, how Tour de France athletes, you know, they're all like, I, I eat 7,000 calories a day, I eat 5,000 calories a day, I eat, I, I, I eat 10,000 calories a day. Yeah, yeah, because they're fueling the demand. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and it, it's they do, really this, they do that for a living, we don't. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But but the the core story of that, the core lesson in that is is that they have medical people around them saying you need to eat to fuel your progression. Yeah. You need to eat to fuel your consistency. You need to eat to fuel your training. And people forget that mm. message. They just see the really skinny uh, athletes yeah. on top of a mountain, which is super impressive, mm. right? What these what these boys and girls do is is just phenomenal and amazing in the discipline, and you know it's hats off to them. Yeah. But you've got you've got to put that into your own life, um, and you've got to you've got to you've got to think actually, are you going to be a better athlete for training for a whole year? Now, now a better athlete. For I need to for I need to weeks? stop you there, Sean, yeah, yeah. Uh, because yeah. I have a question that came in earlier today yeah. uh, from Linda, one of one of my followers. She asked. Is there a difference in between how to fuel for like if you're a woman or a man? What's what's your opinion? Uh, uh, I mean, there is a difference. Uh, okay, baseline, I say no, absolutely not. Um, what I would say is, for for a woman, you need to you need to probably um, train a little bit more in terms of your body's ability to absorb, uh, not your body's ability to tolerate a higher level of carbohydrate. Mm -hmm. Um, but fundamentally, no. Um, I, I think possibly. Um, I, I, I mean, I. This is going to be. This it, it's not controversial, but I actually think women are probably better endurance athletes than men, um, for various different reasons. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I think they can take more pain than we can. <laughs> and also, they don't. They, they don't make. I, I think men generally will make silly decisions um, because they're fueled by testosterone. Mm. Um, and and I, I'm going to be honest with you. I did a race. I did a swim run race uh, six weeks ago, and I made a very silly decision in the first 15 minutes of that race, which then for the next three hours uh, meant I had cramp. Mm. Um, and it wasn't to do with nutrition. <laughs> it wasn't to do with sweating. It wasn't to do with sodium. It was to do with the fact that I decided I want to stick with the leaders, um, and I wasn't in the I wasn't in the uh, physical state to stick with the leaders. So um, I think I think yeah women generally being um a little bit smaller um carrying a little bit sort of less muscle mass the reality is that yeah you 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 do need to work maybe potentially a little bit harder on your or a bit a little bit longer on on the amount of carbohydrate you can take but fundamentally yeah. no um these rules okay. apply to uh the universal sort of human sort of athlete cool that's yeah. that's a great answer thank you yeah. very much Another question that came in um, was regarding if, if you see a difference sort of if you do this that has become very more more and more popular now than more extreme events that you go like mm. 24 hour plus whatever. Yeah. And um, and and in comparison to a um, normal event, which is a couple of hours, probably. Yeah. Handful of hours. Um, is there a difference in the fueling strategy there or how do you see? Yeah, I think so. And, and I, th I think um, when you go that long, like one of the, one, you know, the ultras like Badlands, um, really interesting. Um, we, we, uh, we fueled um, a couple of athletes uh, at Badlands this year, mm -hmm. um, everyday athletes, not, not the elite athletes, um, everyday athletes. Um, and I think, I think in these ultras, you, you have to, you have to support yourself with the performance fuel. So the gels and the drink mixes and the powders, but I also think you also absolutely need to have some, some real food along the way, mm. some whole foods. 
Um, and I think there's, there's a psychological element to that. Um, but there's also a physical element to that. Um, you know, one of the products that never second, uh, launched this year was, was a fuel bar. So, you know, it's not a whole fuel, but a whole food bar. It's a real high energy, um, you know, fast absorbing, um, late stage Tour de France product for, for elite athletes. Yeah that will make help you feel fuller because you're chewing mm -hmm. um but they developed that product because just drinking and taking gels you're going to get fatigue um you get flavor fatigue you get liquid fatigue um if you just ate gels if you just ate bananas you're going to get banana fatigue yeah. so i think i think it's really important that you do um you do uh you, you do switch um you do switch up what what you kind of look at and what you want to use and i think it's really interesting because your body will tell you what it wants and what it needs, right? So there are, um, there's, there's huge amounts. Um, yeah, I mean, Courtney Dalwater, who has just won UTMB, her go-to on trail on, you know, within 24 hours, 100 mile uh, foot race, her go-to uh, is um, a, a certain fast food joints, uh, um, uh, French fries, okay. right? Cold because she wants the oil, yeah. she wants the fat and she wants the salt. Yeah. Um, I've done a few, uh, you know, I've raced across Scotland, um, you know, uh, coast to coast. Um, you know, there was a point in that race where all I wanted on the bike, all I, I just wanted uh, potato chips, mm. but I didn't want sugar. I didn't want, I didn't want anything. I just wanted potato chips. I just wanted sh pure, sh and it had to be salt and vinegar, which is a British thing. I love but it those. Had to be, yeah, but it had to be super <laughs> salt, super vinegar. And what's really interesting, when I get to the end of a long event or a long race, so a long endurance event, long race, there's two things that I want, really. Um, there is some form of something like yeah. a pizza. Um, I'm really, because it's the cheese and, you know, it's, it's that, you know, my body's craving it. And for some reason, I also crave uh, a very simple salad. So uh, tomato, cucumber and lettuce with huge amounts of salt and huge amounts of uh, vinegar. Mm. And putting that into a multi-salt vinegar again, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but 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 I think I think if you're in if you're doing something like a three four not three hundred k you can do three hundred k on energy, uh, on, on an energy product. But if you're doing um, you know if you're doing like a uh, you know a, a two day a one day a, a twenty four hour race, I think you should plan to have some real food, yeah. not just energy. Yeah. Now, if you're a pure elite and you're really gunning for the win then yeah, you have to sacrifice, you know, you're going to be uncomfortable uh, because it's just liquid energy, but that's what, you know, Ironman athletes do. They, they sacrifice comfort for, for that, for that, you know, the elite athletes, uh, elite cyclists, they, they sacrifice that comfort for, for, you know, they know the performance is there, but okay. they're paid to do that. If I, you were the expert here, right? So let's, mm -hmm. let's, let's pause for a second. You mentioned some different kinds of products yeah. and, and you've been talking about you get fatigue, you're doing only one thing, right? So can you yeah. tell me a little bit, what kind of variety is there? What kind of things is, do you have in your arsenal sort of that, that an athlete can use? Um, yeah, so so it, I mean, traditionally everybody thinks about the drink mixes. So these are uh, carbohydrate drink mixes. They they you know which you Peter put in your beat on or your yeah. whatever you call it yeah, your, in, your, in your, bottles. your bottles. Um, and and what's nice about those is it gives you the ability to um, sort of you know change depending on the environment. So what I mean by that is you can have one eye on hydration and you have one eye on 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 fueling. 
Um, I think it's important for all athletes, whether you're, you know, racing a crit, uh, uh, short crit, so say 40 minutes or 50 minutes or an hour, or you're doing something like Badlands, um, 700 kilometers, 800 kilometers. I think it's really, really important that you need uh, one, you need to understand that fueling and hydration are separate and you need mm. to separate, separate them out. Oh, right? that's it's a good really, point. Yeah, it's really critical to separate those two out. And I think, um, I think uh, where we sit on this is you have um, your drink mixes and your powders um, and, and their energy. Um, and with some brands, you can actually personalize. So never second, you can personalize the amount of energy you have. Uh, you know, you have one scoop, two scoop, three scoops. Mm -hmm. You can then have uh, a different amount of sodium uh, within that product, which also then sort of looks a little bit around um, the sort of water from your stomach into your intestine, a little bit of around um, hydration. Um, and then you have gels, and then you have bars, and then you have these things called chews, which are basically like Haribo. Um, and, and I love you those. Have those. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> um, they are, they're, they're really, really, um, you know, they're, they're, there's enough of, of a variety um there's enough of a variety to to kind of deal with all of that um but then you know you have to be careful uh, in around what you want to use those products for so there are some brands that have long chain carbohydrates which if if you're if you're looking at having energy now i'm i'm not sure these are the yeah, chews so by the way those are the chews yeah yeah they're basically like haribo but those ones are 100 percent from uh plants so um yeah so they're, they're kind of a, a different way of taking a gel, basically, because um, some people don't like taking gels. Um, and, and I think also variety in terms of flavor is really important. Um, I think also within the products you use, um, having a limited ingredients list is really important. Mm. The less ingredients in your product, the more tolerable they will be. Um, I think also looking for a pH neutral, not an isotonic. Uh, <laughs> that whole world is a different space um <laughs> but 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 have, ha, having a P, ph neutral product um is also going to be very easy on your stomach having a mellow flavor having a few different types of mellow flavors to to mix and match um because you know there's a certain brand out there that doesn't have a flavor and they say well you don't need a flavor but um you don't need a flavor because you get flavor fatigue mm. well you get flavor fatigue from not having flavor you get flavor fatigue from having too much of one flavor um, and so, you know, I think mixing and matching, um, but, uh, but the key point here is what is the amount of carbohydrate or what is the fuel, what is your fuel strategy and what is the amount of carbohydrate that you have trained your stomach to, or your gut. So your intestine and your stomach to accept over the period of time. And it goes back to what I was saying about fueling the demand. Yeah. So, you know, fundamentally, if you're doing a 700 K, uh, bike race, you know that you know you're probably going through let's say badlands you're going to going to go through a bit of the spanish sort of desert um it's going to be pretty hot hot and uh arid out there so you're going to have to have a hydration plan you're going to go for 700 uh kilometers so you're probably going to be out there for you know what is it uh 24 48 72 hours depending on or maybe even longer than that um you know you're gonna are you do you have the capability of carrying all of this um performance energy with you probably not mm. so what are you going to use to supplement the performance energy um and as i said we we fueled a couple of uh, people at badlands and you know i was quite um I, I was quite keen to stress yes performance fuel 
absolutely yeah but don't forget real food yeah <laughs> well, let's start real food is, is something that we will now segue to, to start yeah. off with um, the next question and we um one 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 thing that has been in demand is the questions like and there's more and more people doing events we talked about that earlier but can you just tell me can you help me to walk through like the couple of days before an event and until mm. sort of a st i'm standing there on the start line yeah. um what 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 should i do like normal foodish and when when should i start to maybe even start using gels before or whatever yeah to, to... So it's, it's a really interesting question so Again, you know, looking at what the elites do um, and trying to um, sort of bring that into a simplified version uh, for the everyday athlete. Um, the, the, you know, you, you, you're, you're sort of, you've done all your training and your training's gone really, really well. Um, what you don't want to do is then immediately start overeating and then put extra weight on um, just because you're tapering and you're coming down. Mm -hmm. Um, what you want to do is basically eat a normal amount of uh, food that you would normally mm. eat um, whilst you were training um, all the way up until about 72 hours uh, before mm. your event. Mm -hmm. And then in and around that 72 to 48 hours, you want to start looking at very uh, uh, marginally increasing the amount of carbohydrate you eat. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't mean you're going to go and eat 3000 calories per meal per mm -hmm. day uh for like 48 hours that type of carbo loading um i mean you know there's only a certain amount of um carbohydrates your body yeah. can absorb yeah. at any one time so what you're doing is you're going to very slowly kind of grow that um uh, or increase your your um carbohydrate um, then we're what you're looking eating do, a lot of pasta eating a lot of what, what, yeah, what do yeah, we eat yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, rice. 40, 70, 70, yeah, seventy-two to forty-eight hours. You can still eat. Um, you know, you can still eat some fat, fiber, and protein. Um, and then once you get within forty-eight hours of your event, you basically want to really simplify your fuel. Mm -hmm. And what that means is, is effectively you're looking at very simple white carbohydrate. So you're looking at white pasta, white bread white rice you're looking at a minimal amount of fats you're looking at a minimal amount of um uh like fiber so mm -hmm. vegetables and you're looking at a minimal amount um of meat um so uh yeah you, you so fat fiber and protein basically all of those come right down mm -hmm. and then your white carbohydrate goes significantly up okay, okay? Um, and there's a reason why um, rice, white rice is the preferred um, uh, carbohydrate, uh, whole food carbohydrate um, in, um, in, in cycling, because one, it's uh, gluten free and two, it has uh, uh, so, you know, uh, gram for gram, kilo to kilo. It has a denser energy than pasta does. Okay. Um, I Thank you. I, I just learned something. I, I'm going to eat rice next time. I ate pasta. I'm going to blame my, my bad performance. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 pasta, but for me, I, I, I don't, I, you know, I don't have a problem with gluten or, or, or anything like that. So, you know, for me, I, I, I focus in on, on very white pasta uh, with a little bit of olive oil, a uh, little bit of cheese, um, obviously salt and pepper and, and, mm. and garlic and stuff like that. But you know, the reality is 48 hours, you want to go, you know, as I said, really white, really simple, yeah, um, gotcha. you know, and, 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 you know, really cut down your uh, fat fiber uh, and protein. 
And then the morning of uh, the morning before 24 hours before your race, you're going to have a, a fairly decent breakfast. Again, very white, very simple. You can have a little bit of fiber in there. So some fruit and stuff like that, because you know, you need to be healthy. Mm. Um, uh, and when I say healthy, I'm talking about just bodily functions. I'm yeah. not talking about, you know, vitamins and minerals. Uh, and then your lunch, 24 hours, that lunch is probably going to be your last decent, like your, your last focus meal. So I grew up in the area where uh, the era when, you know, your last meal was the night before and you would literally eat everything in sight and then you couldn't sleep. <laughs> um and and, and that, that's, that's another kind of bonking yeah that well yeah it is it is um but but the reality is that um you know that that lunchtime meal is going to be your last big big meal and and it and it, it shouldn't really be a huge meal it should be again slightly more uh, than what you want but again very white uh very um simple mm -hmm. uh, sort of fuel so you know um you know uh, french fries uh pasta rice uh yeah, pizza <clears throat> very simple pizza then the evening of the race uh evening before the race um you're basically you should really look at um an energy drink just have an energy drink with you um you know you're just yeah. sipping on the energy drink you're not you know you're not focusing on finishing it you're just focusing on having it with you from like six o'clock in the evening. Mm -hmm. um, it's 500 mils, 700 mils, 750 the, mils, whatever the size of your bottle Like is. a drink mix, what you call it. Yeah. One of those. Yeah, like uh, an energy drink. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. like an energy drink mix. Um, and basically what you're doing is, is you're just supplementing. You're just, you're just making sure those glycogen stores in your muscle uh, and in your body are, are as high as they can possibly be. Mm -hmm. It's very simple. You just have a bottle and you just sip, yeah. sip, sip. You don't have to finish it. You don't focus on finishing because 500 mils um, of, of fluid just before you go to bed might sound like a good idea, but it's going to ruin your sleep. Mm. And sleep is absolutely oh, yeah. critical to yeah. performance. True. Right. Waking up yeah. a couple of times so, a night because you have to go yeah, to the bathroom or something like that. Yeah. Of course, it's not yeah. ideal. It's not ideal. So, so, so you, you know, around sort of five, six o'clock in the evening, you sip on that. And when that's done, it's done. And if you don't finish it, don't finish it. Put it in the fridge. Mm. Uh, keep it cool keep it safe if you don't finish it then the first thing you're going to get up in the morning and uh you know hopefully you you have enough time to have a cup of coffee or you know whatever your morning ritual is go for a little walk get the stomach going get whatever you need to out of the out of your body uh and then you know continue to sip on that drink if you haven't finished it or make a new one and just have it there with you and then you again have your very white plain uh energy dense breakfast mm -hmm. really 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 white plain energy dense breakfast um you shouldn't really have a huge amount of problems with like uh, fiber or, or feeling heavy because you know you've you've kind of limited all that side of your nutrition um and then you know about i mean depending depending on what your race is if 700 kilometers I don't think you need to take a gel uh, 20 minutes or 40 minutes before a race <laughs> if you're doing uh, a crit uh you know 40 40 minutes before for your race 30 minutes before your race yeah you, you do a gel yeah if you're doing uh if you're doing a say a gravel race of 130k and you know the first 20 30 40k of the the gravel uh race is going to be fast because they always fart they're always fast every every race start is fast um i've never been in a race where everybody's gone you know what we're not going to be able to keep this speed up so let's start slow <laughs> that doesn't happen right so, is that so, so? Then, yeah, yeah. Tw 20 minutes before that start, uh, between 20 minutes and 40 minutes, get a gel. 
do the gel. The reason why you do the gel or you do an energy bar, but not, not a whole food energy bar. I don't care what brand tells you that their energy is fast. If there's seeds and nuts in that bar, it is not fast energy. No, it's not, far, it's just, it's not just far, fast enough, maybe. It's not no. fast enough. So um, I would generally defer to a gel. Um, and, and, and you know that, you know, never second 30 grams of carbohydrate, you know that that's going to take you through the first 40, 40 to 60 minutes if the pressure is yeah. on and you cannot, um, and, and, and you cannot, you know, reach down and grab exactly. your bit on or reach back and get a gel. Yeah. Um, so I, that, this is, minutes? this is, this, I realized myself, like when you, when yeah. you're in that starting like half an hour, hour where it's just, air, yeah. it's mayhem, yeah. you don't, and also if you want to go on a grill race you, and it's bumpy and you're little on someone's wheel, you don't want to let go of that handlebar to grab no. something. No. You, you're so no, no, focused no. on not crashing basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. And I think, I think it's really important there when, when we're talking about that is also, um, you know, you, you have confidence in what you've done because, uh, you and know, Kilter, not crashing like you did. I saw that you just posted something. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you don't, you don't, um, you, you really don't, um, you know, you, know, you, you want to limit the amount of decisions you have to make in, in the early part of the race. Yeah. And you want to limit the amount of decisions you want to make in any race. Yeah. But fundamentally, um, you know, you need to be engaged with the moment. You need to be in that moment. Um, and, and certainly at the start, generally races are, are full gas. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, between 40 and, and 20 minutes before the event, uh, before the race start, I, I would take a gel because if you don't want to finish the gel, it doesn't matter. Throw it away. Just take a little bit and then throw it away or take a lot of it and it's okay. Um, the other side of that is if you're trying to do 500 mils of, uh, in a bid on uh, 20 minutes before a race, well, that's going to make you feel uncomfortable again with that amount of liquid in your stomach. Yeah. So focus on that gel. <clears throat> um, and yeah, I, I think it's, it's pretty uh, plain and simple. And I think also where, where this plays in, in, in comes importance. If, if you wake up and let's say you're, you're, a, uh, you, you know, you enjoy your caffeine. I enjoy my caffeine. Um, here, basically, this is, yeah, well, some people don't. No, it's okay. It's okay not yesterday. to. It's okay not to. So no, I'm not, no, not judging. It's not, it's not. I don't know how you live. I don't know how you live. <laughs> um, but anyway, cut long story short. Yeah, he 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 he's never really. Uh, he's never had a. I think he's had a caffeine caffeinated drink once. Um, but you know, it, it's it, it's fine. There's no problem with that. But you know, from from a caffeine perspective, um, you know, if you wake up in the morning and you have a cup of coffee. Um, you know, get your body going, cup of tea, you know, whatever you use, green tea, however, some sort of caffeinated drink, get your body going. Um, you know, that's quite helpful um, two to three hours before a race because that uh, a little bit of caffeine and also some walking uh, or some kind of movement helps get your system going if you understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, and then um, basically there is a performance gain with caffeine. But there is not a performance gain with the with the most amount of caffeine you can take. So um, the performance in and around caffeine is is anywhere between three milligrams to six milligrams, and that performance gain is psychologically uh, and also physically. The more you take over that, the data doesn't show that actually it's more beneficial to be over caffeinated. And I would say from a personal experience, the more caffeinated you are the more likely you are to make bad decisions. Yeah. So I, um, now I'm going to tell a story on someone else's behalf, yeah. but there, this yeah. actually also happened at the event that I went to. Uh, yeah. She over caffeinated. And I don't, if I remember correctly, she couldn't 
finish or she had to step off the bike or something because it was too much but she might come she might come on to this to tell her story as, as well yeah. so <laughs> let's see but that's yeah, yeah you need to be careful with that stuff as i understand as well yeah yeah you do and, and and again it's this this you know we, we eulogize mythologize around what the pros do and and you know there are some pros that take a huge amount of caffeine mm. but i think you know again you know they're used to it they get free caffeine they've got doctors they they, they, they understand what their body response is yeah. to it um they're finely tuned to it i think the way we need to use caffeine is we need to understand yes there is performance benefit to caffeine but actually over caffeinating yourself um fundamentally isn't um maybe isn't uh, as as extra performing enhancing as you would think so let's say 200 milligrams for a 70 kilo uh, uh athlete yeah if you then suddenly go to 600 milligrams um, the data doesn't suggest that you suddenly become x percent better in your performance um, there is a very specific sweet spot uh, with caffeine. So again, caffeine gel, um, you know, depending on what your race is and, 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 and what, what is the duration of your race, yeah. caffeine gel, probably 40 minutes, uh, 30 minutes before your event. Um, yeah. And if I'm doing a crit, uh, you know, a 50 minute race, then I'm doing it 40 minutes before I race. Uh, if I'm doing, um, uh, you know, a hundred K then I'm probably doing, you know, a cup of coffee before and then probably in and around the first sort of, I'd say 40 minutes of that, of that hundred K, um, I would then do a caffeine gel as well. Um, yeah. So, you know, the That's combination cool. of caffeine and carbohydrate is fantastic. Yeah. Hey Sean, mm -hmm. this has been astonishingly amazing everything i can't find all the superlatives to to describe this and all the tangents especially the one that where you talk, where we talked about uh, weight and and how yeah. to focus on not the weight but but your power instead that was liberating to be honest yeah um yeah. i want to thank you so much for taking the time and i would be more than happy to have you back we have plenty of things to talk to to, to about uh, again if we uh, when we meet so uh, yeah. yeah i'd love to i'd love to it's been um it's been amazing and then if you guys if anybody has any questions that, that we haven't talked about um you know i'm more than happy uh to talk with you marcus and uh, and see how we can do that uh and talk about that and yeah really happy to come on again super yeah awesome thank you very much cool. have a nice see evening guys cheers yeah, bye bye cheers